Hi folks, welcome back to Retirement Roadmap with Master Plan Retirement Consultants. My name is Evan Fricks, Investment Advisor Representative, and with me as always, Investment Advisor Representative and Retirement Planner, Mark Fricks. The new year is upon us. Many find themselves setting resolutions for the new year. It's a great time to revisit and reset personal goals, so we thought it'd be a great time to produce an episode on approaching your own financial goals for retirement or in preparation for retirement. As we do with our own clients, we typically take a big picture approach to begin uh, listing goals and concerns. So short-term goals, mid-term goals, and long-term goals um, as you begin to prepare how you want to create um, your financial plan for the next year. So short-term, six months goals. So what are some things that we typically see? Yeah, so, so we love uh, for the first thing for our uh, prospects and clients to do when they come in is to begin thinking about looking ahead. So few couples or people, individuals, have really looked at their future, whether it be financial or anything else. Of course, primarily we're talking about financial today. Um, but uh, we break it down and make and keep it very simple. You know, we first of all, uh, whether it be as a couple or as an individual, take a look at what are what I want to see accomplished in the next six months to two years. Maybe it's paying off a car. Maybe it's um, getting a house or downsizing, whatever it may be. Depends on your age, right? I mean, if you're 25 versus 55, it could be very different. Art could be similar as well. But also, what are your concerns for the next six months to two years? What, what those, what's kind of bothering you? Okay, I got some debt, uh, so I'd like to pay that down. Well, create a little plan, but at least get a big picture of that. Uh, so, we, you know, all, all kinds of examples, whether it be we want to take a vacation, that's our goal. Uh, our concern is having enough money for the vacation or we need a new roof or whatever. And we may not be able to take that, you know, nice vacation. But by getting it on paper and having a discussion about it, I think it really makes it real. And then you can, all, you can always go back and break it down further. But first, get the big picture. Uh, the middle one you mentioned was, I think, two to five years, two right? Two to five years, midterm, yeah. Yeah, so two to five years goals, again. So, again, that, that's looking a little bit further out, but maybe it is getting that house paid off, maybe. You know, let's, let's double up on our payments or, again, that big trip we want to take. Maybe it's something about retirement. Let's start, you know, let's increase what we're putting away each month or let's uh, get started on an emergency fund. I mean, it could be a, it can run the gamut. We've seen all kinds of things, right? Um, and of course, two to five year concerns uh, could be things like, am I going to be ready for retirement? Because I'm 55. I want to retire when I'm 60. Five years away, mm, I've got a concern. Is that enough? And that's where we can help because we can run some reports and say, yeah, you're on track. You're not on track. Or this is what it would take to get you on track. Yeah. And then, of course, the long term is, uh, remind me, is it five years and beyond? Five and beyond. Five and beyond. <laughs> so, so this could be, again, and if it's somebody in here that's in their 50s or 60s, you know, the long-term goals, long, healthy life, um, uh, you know, again, making sure my money lasts a lifetime, um, you know, making sure that uh, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in line with the market and tax situations. But the concerns become more prevalent here. It's things like health care. You know, can I afford health care? What about long-term care? Uh, what about just staying healthy and, and, and active and things like that? And uh, again, that's, you know, if we're working with somebody a little bit older in their 50s or beyond. Uh, young folks, again, hey, making sure I'm on track. Making, you know, maybe if, if they're single, they want to get married. Maybe, hopefully, if they're married, they don't want to get divorced. But, I mean, you know, whatever it is they may be looking forward to doing. Uh, maybe have kids if you're younger, right? Uh, let's plan on in five years or beyond. Let's, let's have a child or, or adopt a child or something like that. So it's definitely different for the, for the different ages. But I think what is critical here and why, we, why, why you opened with this is getting that big picture look first 
and then we can start digging down into that. How do we make this happen? Is that a realistic goal? Um, and, and then how do you kind of keep it in front of you, so to speak? Yeah, I like this approach of listing goals and concerns because, um, for instance, if, if it was just goals, you know, it's, it's easy to be lofty or say, well, I'd love to lose weight or I'd love to, to be running two days a week or um, I'd really love to take a vacation in, in the spring or I'd love to pay off this credit card or whatever. Um, but when you start focusing on concerns, you get closer to, I think, the root of, of what is really bothering you, mm -hmm. of what really drives you, um, especially most people that we meet, um, when they come in and, and we first meet them, we realize that there's, uh, for a vast majority of people, so much fear involved um, in retirement planning, uh, so much fear of the unknown. Um, and unfortunately, so many people have resigned themselves to just saying, well, I've saved up this much for this long or however much, and I guess <laughs> I'll just go and, and hope <laughs> and go and hope it works out. I'll turn sure. on Social Security and, and figure yeah. it out. Um, and there's so much anxiety that sometimes they don't even realize that they have it until we start talking about these things. Um, but concerns is a great approach for developing goals because once you can name those fears and, and name those things that you're concerned about, then you could start to figure out how you want to address them and how you want to answer them. Um, but it really is um, shocking. And it also makes me really happy um, of the way that we approach um, retirement planning in general is that we, when we can actually see a difference in people's um, fear being relieved and they can we can actually see uh, when people start to realize that oh there's actually we can actually do something about this we can actually know what we're doing yeah until we see that concern that fear we can't you can't approach it you can't solve it it's, it's one thing to have these hopes and dreams and and you know fairyland and, and all this wonderful stuff uh, but if, if you don't say hey I am concerned because I have a history of dementia in my family so how do we approach that concern well, we approach it by building some type of an account that can handle that or adding a rider to a certain kind of a policy or an account that will provide long-term care uh, in the future without having to pay for a policy. I mean, there's ways to approach that. That's a very specific example, but it's a very common one. Uh, long-term care and, and, and long-term health care and things like that. So without knowing, and, and you know, as folks that have listened to our show or watched us on YouTube before know, um, one of the things we offer people that, that give us a call or contact us is a series of reports to take those concerns and say, you know, if this did happen, here's the solution. We go to plan B or plan C or this leg or we take that leg or that detour or that whatever. Mm -hmm. And so until we know those concerns, um, you know, we're just kind of, like you said, hoping and wishing and uh, putting as much money away as you can, but that's not always the solution. Yeah, and if you, if you are married and have a significant other also, you, um, it's easy to underestimate, uh, underestimate excuse me, the power of doing this together because we also find out that a lot of these goals and concerns haven't really been discussed. And they're different. The spouses, and, and they can be very <laughs> yeah. different too. Yeah. So it's really important um, to discuss these with your spouse, especially if you are, you know, personal goals are one thing and sometimes it helps to have someone who uh, helps hold you accountable to achieving a personal goal. Um, but financial goals, especially if you are married and your finances are intertwined, you've got to be, uh, you've got to communicate those goals together. Um, it's just so much more powerful when you're both working in the same direction. It, it's so funny. So many times we'll have a couple sitting there and, and really, you wanted to do that? Or mm -hmm. you're concerned about that? I mean, it's just, and they can be polar opposites. It's okay. 
because uh, we want to address both sides uh, of that. They're but both individuals. They're going to have different perspectives. But they the also, time. if they care about each other, they want to work toward each other's goals as well. Yeah. And concerns, of yep. course. So. Yep. so those are, that's kind of a um, top-down approach to how you could formulate your own goals and concerns, not only personally, but for financial as well, uh, retirement planning. Um, so we're going to start walking through uh, a list of financial items that can help in your preparation for retirement, as well as if you were already in retirement, some things that of concern kind of listed from most important, uh, or maybe not most important, most immediate and kind of a, a rough structure of order. However, um, this is not the case for everybody. There's not a one-size-fits-all. These are just things for you to consider um, for your own situation. And probably things we see the most of and, yeah, and, and sure. things of that, for sure. Yeah. And things that we would also address first, uh, generally in order if we're meeting with someone. But again, it's not a one-size-fits-all, so take it uh, and apply that to your own situation as you will. So first of all, uh, emergency savings, mainly liquid cash backup. Yeah, you know, and, and there's a lot of different numbers out there. The most common one I hear is you need six months of income, and, and that's, that's a, I think that's a good number, mm -hmm. okay? Um, I don't necessarily see that if you're retired, because you're not going to lose your job if you're retired. So I don't know if you need that much in a cash position, but certainly if you're working, it's helpful. But, you know, there's some couples that really struggle at, at accomplishing that. And, and, you know, they get two or 3000 all saved up, and then, you know, the car engine blows up or something. And, they say, and it's, just, it's this roller coaster. So I think you don't forego putting money in a retirement account to put everything in an emergency fund. I think there needs to be a balance. Like you said, great point. Every situation is different. But if somebody comes to me and it's a couple or whatever, and they're like, we can only save $10 a month, I say, well, let's do 100 here and 100 there or whatever. But that is critical. It's really important that you have backup money because you know what happens if you don't have backup money. You need Those credit cards come out. <laughs> Those credit cards yeah. come out left and right, and before you know it, you're knee-deep in debt, and you've got another, trouble, uh, another problem. Well, that leads us to the second uh, topic, and that is debt strategies. I mean, consumer debt in America is out of control, and it's easy to see why. Uh, as Mark just said, we, we have been trained from a very early age to use credit cards uh, at a drop of a hat, um, and there are credit card strategies that are very beneficial if you approach them correctly, but on the other hand, you can find yourself not only in tremendous debt, but with in, a tremendous interest rates if it gets away from you as well. Um, so establishing a debt a strategy to get out of debt, um, especially before retirement, can be really important. Now, we also want to, um, to uh, make the point to say that there is some debt that could be good debt. Yeah, there's some pundits out there that will say you don't want any debt at all, but if you've got a 2.75% mortgage on a house, right. um, that's almost free money. And, and I'd rather much much rather put my money toward a um, you know retirement account that's paying between 6 and 9% yeah. as opposed to now, some people are like, I just want my house paid off, and that's fine. Okay, we'll approach it that way. But from a smart standpoint, use that bank money if it's cheap. Now, right now, that's not true, right? But it's, rates will be coming back down next year or two. But uh, if you can get cheap money, but most you know, credit cards aren't cheap money. Now, you mentioned, hey, I can get 0% interest for a year. Hey, take advantage of it if you're disciplined enough to make sure that thing's paid off in a right. year. And, you know, the other thing about debt, too, Evan, is what's gotten a lot of people in trouble the last year is inflation. Yeah. I mean, if they're having to pay more and more for stuff, they're almost having to go to a credit card sometimes to, to 
you know, I, I, I see what I come out with on, from the grocery store with and things like that. And so it's, it's a real problem, uh, gas higher, everything else. Hopefully that's beginning to, to, to cool down some and, and hopefully people can start paying toward, you know, that debt down a little bit. But just so be, be so careful because that, that hole to dig into is really hard to climb out of. Yeah, and we see that often um, with, in different situations, but, you know, people see a $200,000 mortgage that they have, but, and then they see a $30,000 car loan that they have, and they immediately want to just throw money at the larger amount. They want to get that down. But the, like Mark said, what if you have a 2.53% mortgage, but your car loan is at 5% or something, you are losing twice as much money on that car loan. Start chopping down where the interest rates are hitting you the hardest first. And we do have some tools to help folks with that as well. We have some debt pay down. Um, uh, I know you've got a piece that you've used yeah, a good bit. Yeah, my wife and I have a couple of spreadsheets we use. One of them is a yeah. debt calculator. Yeah. And, now, and there's online. also things online available now. There's some good ones and some ones that are not so good. So ask us if you want a, you know, a link or two. But uh, it mathematically calculates what's the best one to pay off first. And so it's really, it can be really powerful using algorithms. Well, that's something that my wife and I are struggling with right now is, um, you know, we've got student loans have picked back up in October. We're working mm -hmm. those back into our budget. Um, that's more debt. You know, we, we have tried to be proactive and pay off when we had extra, even when we had no interest uh, accumulating on those. Um, but it's hard, and that's something that's uh, that's uh, every American is dealing with, uh, student, with student loans uh, specifically. Um, but in this time when inflation is higher, it seems like taxes are going up, at least property taxes in my area are going up. Um, yeah, it, there's, it seems like there's a lot all at once. So um, doing nothing will make it worse. But <laughs> you have to look at it, and you have to actually start making some And don't let just plans. worry about it. Take action. Action will yeah. overshadow worry. Yeah. A uh, quick moment, folks. We want to remind you to go to our website, masterplanretire.com. There you can find multiple retirement resources, links to these episodes, things like that. Uh, however, the most important, or at least the most fun, is a button that goes uh, links directly to Mark's calendar where you can schedule your complimentary consultation. With Mark, that's an opportunity for you to share your goals, um, uncover your concerns, and discuss your own retirement, and have some reports and some illustrations ran for you. Um, again, that's masterplanretire.com or you can call us uh, in office, 770-980-9262. And by the way, that meeting um, and all the reports are complimentary. So as yep. a result of you listening to the show or telling your friends or whatever, that's something uh, we love meeting new folks, listening to the new stories because everybody has their own story and running those reports and trying to find some solutions. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, so we went through savings, um, liquid cash back up, some debt strategies, uh, looking at that. Um, the next thing I have in topic is not necessarily next in line for everybody, but it is something that you need to be concerned at least um, give a thought to, and that is auditing your insurance needs. Oh, that's a great point. Um, so I have people come to me and you know, they, they kind of brag, I've been with Allstate 20 years. Uh, I've been whatever, yes, whatever it may be. And um, I know there's several legs to this, by the way, but this is the first one I thought of. And I said, you need to shop that insurance every two or three years. There's no loyalty, okay? Mm -hmm. You've been with Allstate 20 years. You have a claim. They're either going up or dropping you, okay? Um, so uh, shop it. Um, mine, I, I, I shopped it about three years ago, found a great deal. I was with them three years. It went up about 40%. Uh, I switched. I went right back to my old rate, mm -hmm. you know? And so that's important. But also the, your insurance needs also need to be reevaluated. Should you have a little bit more liability on your car or homeowners? Should you consider an umbrella, which kind of covers all of your liabilities? Because we are a sue happy nation. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, 200000 in a car wreck and somebody's injured, you 
destroyed a Mercedes and somebody else is in the hospital, that 200000 is gone in a hurry. So reevaluate that. Life insurance needs need to be reevaluated. I'm not saying change policies are necessary, but I'm saying do you have enough? Uh, we, again, we have the capabilities of being able to run some numbers uh, and from our experience to say, okay, you know, you as a one of the breadwinners, you really need this much money. You have these three kids, you got a, you know, a, a spouse that may want to retire one day as well. Um, so all that needs to be figured in. And, you know, if you're in your 20s, 30s, and 40s, you get a term policy for one to two million for, you know, 50 bucks a month, 60 mm -hmm. bucks a month, whatever. That's a great tool in your younger years, yeah. okay? Now we use other tools as we get older, but that's a great tool to get a whole lot of life insurance and be careful getting all your life insurance at work. Um, you know, companies have been known to lay people off. Uh, we've been known to change jobs. That doesn't follow you in 99% of the time. That group stays where it was. And now what if you're uninsurable? And so don't depend necessarily on group coverage as well. Did I miss any that I wish you'd No, I, I'm looking at the clock and I can't believe how much time has already gone by. <laughs> um, I'm, so I'm trying to speed it up. But something else that we see sometimes is people who are past, they don't have any kids at home anymore. They're, they're empty nesters and they think, well, I don't really need life insurance. That might be true, but they're not considering um, estate planning reasons for life insurance, legacy planning. Are their kids going to be stuck with a tax bill that they can't pay when they inherit certain things? So there's a lot of a lot of things to consider as far as life insurance is concerned. Yep. So the next option is uh, just saving for retirement. We talked about emergency savings, but we want to make sure that we're maximizing, if we can, all of our qualified contributions, whether that's personal, traditional IRAs, personal Roths, or if you have an employer-sponsored plan like a 401k or 403b or something else like that. Yeah, we all... We always start with the employer plan because we want that free match. Yeah. So if your company offers any kind of a match in your 401k or 403b or thrift savings plan or whatever, at least get to that match. I know the federal workers, we have a lot of federal workers we work with, their match is 5%. So if you can get up to at least 5% of your salary going into that TSP, they'll give you free money. Okay, so that, that's a pretty good return, okay? Yes. Um, and then after that, we start looking at, okay, if you now can save more, do we want to go to the employer plan? Or maybe a personal IRA or Roth that can be much more heavily managed as opposed to a 401k. You can only do like a couple of trades a month and most people don't even look at it anyway. But imagine using algorithms with computer-driven models where we can make changes daily. Um, historically, a better return, less risk. Uh, but we just have to decide that. You know, wh where does that extra money go to? Does it go to an IRA or a Roth? Does it, do we need some money in a brokerage account that's not tied up in a retirement account? So it's not just a, uh, and then of course you get into what type of investments, you know? Do you want um, uh, mutual funds? Do you want ETLs, individual stocks, a mixture of all that? Um, uh, how aggressive do you need to be? How moderate do you need to be? It's so many pieces yeah. to that, which is why there's so many people out there investing money. Uh, but being fiduciaries, we approach it from a, a different standpoint uh, from what's best for you and really a very multi-tiered approach to that. Well, that, and that segues perfectly into the next topic, which is um, investment planning, specifically making sure you're allocated based on your investment goals. Again, we see so many people who we meet for the first time Either they don't know where their 401ks or anything else is invested, um, or they're invested in a completely something that's completely not oriented with their goals themselves. You know, someone realizes that they've been in a money market for 10 years and have missed out on a lot something of market like growth, or that uh, maybe they're in a, a life cycle fund in the TSP that has nothing to do with when they're actually retiring, so the timing mm -hmm. is all off. 
Um, so making sure that you are invested uh, appropriately to not only your goals in retirement, but also your risk level. Yep. Great point. And I, I, I can't tell you how often people will come in and maybe the, the husband has an, an IRA, the wife has an IRA, and then they have a joint brokerage account. And I look at it they, um, and all three of them have the very same holdings. So there's very little diversification um, and it's just it's cookie cutter. It's what it is, uh, where it needs to be exactly what we need in this account because what is this account for? When will it be accessed? And what kind of risk can you take? I also have many people come in, I know we're running out of time here, that think they're conservative. I look at their portfolio, I go, you're aggressive. Yeah. Or maybe they discover they're aggressive when the market drops 20% or yeah. something like that too. So yeah. definitely. Uh, well, that brings us to tax planning. Uh, we have some episodes that get way more uh, in depth on this topic, um, but specifically making sure that you're maxing out Roth contributions if you can. Um, looking and auditing your um, your IRAs and qualified funds that are in traditional accounts, so maybe considering some conversions, especially in the next couple years, uh, before we know that our tax laws are going to change and return to their previous rates from 2018, 2017? 2017 tax 2017. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah, so right now, we've said this before, taxes are uh, are, are on sale um, historically. I mean, so I feel so, like it, but... but yeah, <laughs> it doesn't necessarily feel like it, but... Wait for two years, then it... Right, right. Yeah. This is the time to convert. So auditing um, your um, your tax um, future tax future <laughs> tax yeah. burden right and where are you going to be in the future um, legacy planning considerations uh, making sure that everything is set up whether you're, you have a, a need a, just a trust or, or excuse me just a will or maybe you have a more complicated situation you need to trust a lot of people don't realize that they need a trust yeah and, and make sure your documents are not too old because I know in Georgia um, they changed the laws back in 2017-2018 so if you've got a financial power of attorney or a healthcare director, uh, directive older than that they're probably no good okay so those updated a lot of people come in here with, with wills that were done where their kids were three and other yeah. kids are 23 uh, and like you said uh, a trust can be a very powerful tool and then make sure it all ties into all of your other stuff because beneficiaries might need, might need to be changed titling might need to be changed uh, oh I forgot about the 401k at work that beneficiary needs changing there's a lot of pieces so we can do a beneficiary audit and a document audit and see where you're at with all of that yeah and you know not to sound more but it's not it's not about um, control from the grave or anything like that. In fact, it's about um, avoiding chaos. And, and we see Great this all the time. I had a conversation with one of our employees yesterday um, who's dealing with a family member who's got a, a situation that they're trying to track down um, a uh, marriage certificate. And she's been married over 50 years and her, uh, she's trying to, she's a beneficiary on an account, on a 401k that she can't get because they need a marriage certificate. So mm -hmm. there's a lot that goes into it. It's not just about control. It's about avoiding chaos. It's also about giving your family members um, that one last gift, really. It really is. And, and, and you know, we, we even have a, is it a 60-point checklist? A survivor's yeah, yeah. checklist that uh, uh, we give our clients uh, so they have access to it. We can give it to anybody else that requests one. But it's the 60 things you need to do over the next, I think it's six months. You know, So the first week, this is what you do if you lose a loved one. The first month, this is what you do. People don't realize. I mean, uh, the other day somebody said, you know, I didn't realize I had to cancel my dad's driver's license. It's still floating out there. They still think he's a driver and uh, this type of thing could be stolen as well. You know, So just things you don't think about. Yeah. Well, we really have a couple of points left, but we are running out of time. So um, the last real big point that I wanted to cover today is on income planning. We do have an old episode about that, not that 
old. I believe we have an older episode. However, um, it might be a good time to record a new episode uh, specifically on it. Probably planning. need it's to. It's a huge portion of retirement planning. Yeah. All these things are important. Create a plan, folks. Go to a fiduciary. Uh, Mark, parting words for us today. Just make sure you, you get a plan first before you start moving things and doing things and pulling levers because you really mess yourself up. You want a blueprint before you build a house. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we're going to wrap this up. Thank you for joining us, masterplanretire.com. And remember, until we see each other again, plan well and prosper. Take care. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services offered through Master Plan Retirement Consultants, a registered investment advisor in the state of Georgia. Mark Fricks and Master Plan Retirement Consultants are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.